And then there were four. Welcome in. Bill Michael's show on a Monday. And then there were four. Down to the final. Uh, ben Kenny producing the program. Giddy from the weekend and uh, Saturday night. Ben, how you do? did you recover yet? Because my assumption is, had they lost, you probably wouldn't be here today. Uh, but they won, so you still were hungover yesterday, correct? Correct. Yeah, I had a great weekend. I'm still feeling the effects of it. I, I almost got <laughs> roped into uh, going out with Ebo for the rest of Saturday night. Luckily. Yeah, you don't want to do that. I, I did not do that. Do that He's but... hardcore, man. He, he, he went pro. He's got a league of his own now. I watch uh, watch the workout videos. Yeah, he's he's crazy pro. So, plus you'd end up wearing uh, the Norwegian Saturday Night Live or Saturday Night Fever uh, getup, and and that could be that could be problematic for you. So, pictures would be out there. <laughs> where they where do they end up going? I don't know, honestly. Uh, but apparently, I Mondays. saw them. Where? Mondays. My, okay. <laughs> Uh, that's probably both a place and how long they party till. <laughs> so, I can see that. So, Ben, the reaction for your uh, your Philadelphia Eagles that just rolled on Saturday night. Uh, could you believe it? I could, Bill. Uh, frankly, I was kind of an idiot on Friday and last week for talking myself into being concerned. I, mm-hmm. I kind of forgot how good the team was during the season and what they really could play to. And I got caught up in the moment of, oh, you know, another Giants team. Could they just be the sixth seed that does what Eli Manning did twice? I was kind of right. stupid for doing that because once they actually took the field, I, it was a mismatch at every level. So encouraged, excited, a lot of words to describe the mood. Now, uh, the I, I was right and I was wrong. And let's start out with the wrong. Uh, my wrong was I really thought that offensive line of Cincinnati would be exposed. And, oh, my God, did they play well. Holy mackerel. Um, I watched that game. On, now, I, now, I got friends, remember, that I'm originally from that area, and I got tons of friends that – and you know that we're listening to the program on Friday and the Jackpot Joey song came up and all that stuff. And they ended up, um, they ended up, uh, doing the, uh, um, playing the video. And then they took that clip, uh, of the video and they, they put it into Facebook and it went like through all my friends, not like viral worldwide, but just through all my friends, it went crazy and so they were just just reaming me for picking the the Buffalo Bills over Cincinnati, and I did not realize. I I'll say this: Cincinnati fans have this massive chip on their shoulder because of what happened with the decisions regarding the game from Demar Hamlin uh, when they were leading, and the game was canceled. And then it was a neutral site game for Buffalo and Kansas City, but Cincinnati wasn't really included in that, and. And that there were playoff tickets sold for Atlanta. And they, they just really, I mean, they feel like every call goes against them. Chris Collinsworth sucks and talks bad about them. It's like, they wait a minute, you're Cincinnati. And I even had to say to some friends yesterday, like, dude, you settle down. Who, 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 first of all, everybody loves Joe Burrow. It's kind of a great story. Uh, people appreciate Zach Taylor going into the bars and giving away the game balls. But this whole chip, like, everybody hates you. We, nobody gives a damn about you, to be honest with you. <laughs> Nobody outside of Cincinnati cares. 
So just stop acting like the world's against you. I mean, we it's a it's a cool story. It's a great story. And the, the fact that they've been back-to-back into the AFC Championship two years in a row, and they've been able to knock off Kansas City, and now, you know, Patrick Mahomes goes down with a high ankle sprain, you got even more of a, a chance to go in there and get a victory and such. It's it's a tremendous story. You could go back-to-back years to a Super Bowl, but don't act like the NFL is saying, you know what, there's one team we got to keep out of the postseason, and that's going to be Cincinnati. I, that's not it. It's like, man, oh, man, whatever you need to, I guess, inspire yourself, go ahead and use it, but holy crap, but don't act like the rest of the world's all talking about the, the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, in the meantime, I thought they'd get beat, and I picked Buffalo, and I was wrong. However, Ben, last night, and I have said for years, years, when they paid Dak Prescott that money and Jerry Jones fell on his head, I said, Dak is never going to win them a Super Bowl. Now, Mike McCarthy's probably going to be the guy that falls on a sword for this, but uh, Dak Prescott stinks. He's never been that good. He's never been a Patrick Mahomes. He's never been a Josh Allen. He has never been a Jalen Hurts. He is, he's not even a Joe Burrow. He's not close. He is a, a bad read. He can throw the ball every now and then, but he's never that guy. And he never has been. And I don't know why Dak Prescott gets all that, just because he's the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Quite frankly, I think Tony Romo was a better quarterback than Dak Prescott Prescott was. But he is always and will always be a bad decision maker at the worst time. He is never he does not have the stones to be a winner, and he never will be. And all these kiss ass interviews, and I'm watching Aaron Andrews with him yesterday and such, and I'm like, this guy is going down. And I said it when you put pressure on him, he's one of the worst quarterbacks under pressure in the entire National Football League. And everybody thought I was an idiot. And Cowboy Nation's huge. Don't get me wrong. Okay. So they all, you know, they hate Packers fans, and Packers fans hate Cowboy fans. And I get it. The only thing I was rooting for was Mike McCarthy, because I like Mike. But for, for overall, I just knew Dak wasn't going to win that game. And sure enough, that came to fruition yesterday. And we just saw him put, just just buckle. How about Brock Purdy, Ben? Because you thought the uh, the magic was going to wear off of Brock Purdy. He played fine, I think, really. I mean, uh, in the gra- I think the story of the game is what you talked about. I think it's Dak. Because I, mm-hmm. I think a league average quarterback could probably win that game for the Cowboys. He just he, he was throwing possessions away and missing open right. guys. I just think Shanahan does such a good job of kind of hiding Purdy, and then Purdy makes some plays. So yeah, he yes, was he, did. he played fine, but uh, the story more so is Dak and the Cowboys' failures. Dak failed. Um, um, their uh, offensive coordinator didn't really adjust too much um, down the uh, down the stretch. And once Pollard went out with the broken, uh, he's got a broken bone in his lower leg. And once he went out, they never adjusted. And Zeke Elliott is a shadow of himself. You know, Kellen Moore never really put, never put Dak in a position to be successful. He just said, you're going to be a pocket guy. You're going to make good reads, good decisions. And they, I said when they put him under, that's not a defense you can just sit in a pocket and be, be the man. Because that's not a defense that will allow you to do that. They're going to get you off your mark. And uh, it, it, it it's, you know, it, it was bad. Uh, if people are having trouble hearing on the live stream, I have no idea why, because it looks like the sound is coming through. So if you don't hear it, let me know. But don't know what to tell you. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Give us a shout. 
Um, uh, this is uh, <laughs> this is Kyle Brandt on the Cowboys' loss and them being an annual disappointment. I guess. Go ahead. There's so much doom and gloom. I, I go the complete opposite way. This was a, an incredible, wonderful season for the Cowboys, and I mean that. They won a playoff game this year, guys. That's the fifth time in the last 27 years they've won a playoff game. That's huge. They should have a parade today in Dallas. This, this, this organization is not about title games and championships and Super Bowls. It hasn't been since I got my driver's license. This was massive. A win the divisional round would just be gravy. Wild card round, massive. That's huge. It's a great season for them. And Dak's sitting there saying, this is uh, unacceptable, unacceptable. No, it's not. It's completely acceptable. You do it every year, and you just get paid, and that's the way the business works. There you go. There you go. And he's right. Dak, when Dak signed that big contract, I said, because I'm, I, let me say this. I got friends who are Cowboys fans, and I love my friends, but I hate the Cowboys. Always have, always will, right? Even before I got into Packer Nation in 99, I was not a Cowboy fan. I thought, I, I just, I, I couldn't stand it. Just, just couldn't stand it. Um, but when, when Jerry Jones stepped in and gave all the reasons how much he loves Dak and we know Tony Romo needed to go, Tony Romo had the concussions. He just, he was not the same player and he got you to this point, but just couldn't get over the hump. Okay. Understand all of that. But when Jerry Jones gave Dak all that money, I went nuts and I said, there's no way this guy does not have it. You can look at certain guys and say, that guy's got championship pedigree. He just needs the people around him. Well, Dak has had the people. He's had it. You don't don't blame the defense, you know. And it was really apropos, wasn't it, when you heard Dak go to the podium last night? Go, that's unacceptable. <laughs> of course it is. How, how many times were we used to hearing that here in Packer Nation? Right? That's unacceptable. You know, oh, he did everything but say, "I got to go back and look at the tape." But listening to him, oh, that's unacceptable. That's on me. Damn straight. Nobody else should be talked about. Nobody else. Maybe, just maybe, you can talk about, you know, Kellen Moore a little bit, the offensive coordinator, but Dan Quinn did his job. Now, the only thing you can talk about with Mike McCarthy is the the final, what, when they went to punt, the final 40 seconds, 30 of which, you know, ticked off the clock because they they didn't call a timeout. I get what they were trying to do. I understand it. Greg Olson understood what they were trying to do, too, broadcasting the game. Said, hey, you want to save that timeout? Get your guys out there. Let's go. And guys just, they, they didn't do anything. They just nonchalanted it. And and that's where McCarthy failed because McCarthy didn't get enough urgency. He should have probably just called the timeout. Saved that amount of time, punted the ball away, and been good to go. But then, I mean, come on, man. Come on, you know, to be able to kind of just half-ass it going out of bounds after a, after a catch and not know that you need forward progress to go out of bounds to stop the clock. I mean, even the defender knew for the 49ers. He kept going like, no, 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 you got to wind the clock. This guy just just ran out of bounds. He went He went backwards. No, no, no. Everybody knew it but the guy that made the reception. Everybody else knew. I mean, those are the things that – you have got to beat into the heads of your players early on in camp to say if this situation ever comes up, we need to know this, and you got to know this. And then ultimately he didn't even get two feet down, and that was just an embarrassing, soft way to go out for the Dallas Cowboys. And then Jerry Jones to say, I'm sick uh, after the game. I'm just sick. I, I feel sick. It is what it is. 
It is what it is. So to watch the Cowboys go down was um, – I didn't have a a rooting interest. I actually put it out there last night. Who are you rooting for in the 40 – because there was some people who said, I'm not rooting for either team. Uh, whoever ends up playing the Eagles, we're rooting for the Eagles. I think everybody's rooting for the Eagles now. Um, I don't think anybody's rooting for uh, the 49ers who continuously beats the Packers in the postseason. But um, – but uh, it, it would be an interesting Super Bowl to end up with uh, a, a team like Philadelphia and a team like Cincinnati. Um, not the big name, although Philadelphia's a big market, but Kansas City's been there, done that with superstar power of, of, uh, uh, of um, Patrick Mahomes and company. Uh, but it's going to be all you're going to hear about this week are two things going into that AFC championship game. One is the fact that Joe Burrow has not lost to, to Kansas City and beaten in Kansas City. Okay, they're they're three and zero against Kansas City, and the the bigger story might be that Patrick Mahomes is now nursing a high ankle sprain, and it looked painful. It looked bad. Now you know what's going to happen. They're going to give him therapy all week. They're going to shoot him up. He's going to try to not feel anything going into the game, but he will. It's going to be twenty one, I think twenty one degrees with wind chill right around fifteen in that game coming up this weekend in Kansas City, because uh, we're starting to get into colder air now. And that's going to be the two storylines. You're not going to hear much about Cincinnati. You're not going to hear much about Joe Burrow. You're not going to hear much about Cincinnati's defense and job they did. None of that. What you're going to hear about is it's all Patrick Mahomes and the fact that they have not beaten Cincinnati twice at home, once in Cincinnati earlier this year. That's what you're going to hear. In the meantime, uh, now it's going to be all about Jalen Hurts. And Jalen Hurts and Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy, Jalen Hurts, can they do it? What is Jalen Hurts going to be able to do against the San Francisco 49er defense? And it's it's shaping up to be a great weekend. I'm, I'm excited. I'm anticipating it. Uh, I don't know what my, my fare is that day yet, but I'm, I'm fire going, great room, sitting down, cigar in hand, and, oh, I can't wait. I'm, I'm juiced for it. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Jerry Jones, after the loss, down in the tunnel, as he gets more reporters around him than Mike McCarthy does. Here's what he had to say. Well, I thought uh, this team uh, uh, with uh, uh, Dak at quarterback, uh, I thought we had a chance to uh, get to and compete at the top level in this in this tournament. I really did. Uh, that was our edge here tonight. Uh, the, uh, I thought the quarterback, the experience of the quarterbacks, uh, they might have had a little edge in, and uh, uh, an area there, but still, I thought our quarterbacks were the edge. Thought our quarterback was the edge, and instead he was your ultimate failure. Dak is. Dak's never going to win a Super Bowl. Never. I. He has made me look like a – there's two things that I have been – well – a couple things that I've actually been right on a little bit more. One was I thought Aaron Rodgers would be a tremendous quarterback from the very first day I met the man. He's made me look smart. Secondly, I said Dak Prescott would never win a Super Bowl. Now, this third one, Mike Brown still owns the team in Cincinnati, but the day I rolled out with my last broadcast on 700 WOW in Cincinnati back uh, in 1998, in December of 1998, I said at the time when I left that city, I said, as long as Mike Brown owns this team, this team will never win a Super Bowl. Well, he still owns it. The family still owns it. But other people have now taken over. And they've built, in, they've built facilities. 
Uh, they have done certain things inside the franchise, and it's gotten better. Mike is basically the figurehead now. He's been basically pushed away by his his family, his daughter, and some other people run the team. So it's kind of he still owns it. He's still cheap. But I'm waiting to see what they're going to do with Joe Burrow because Joe Burrow is going to be he's going to get a dump truck of money that's going to pull up to his house. And whether it's from Cincinnati or somebody else, we'll have to wait and see. But they got T. Higgins. They got Jamar Chase. They got uh, uh, Joe Burrow. They've got uh, a number of guys that are all going to be coming up within the next couple of years for money. And you wonder what they're going to do down there as well. So this might be their last opportunity, really, with this whole group together, with these smaller contracts, for this group to be able to get themselves a championship. So that window is going to close, too. All right. I went way long. 877-867-1670, hit us up, want to hear from you. Give us a shout, we'd love to uh, chat today. We got stuff wide open today. We're going to talk about the Cowboys, we're going to talk about, and then Adam Schefter, Adam Schefter, over the weekend, what he had to say about Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, and I just shook my head. I'm like, just, just got to dip into it. We'll get into that, we'll discuss uh, and I don't know if you've paid attention. We haven't talked a whole lot of Bucks basketball, but since December 11th, the Bucks are 10 and 11. And if you've watched them, that's a bad basketball team. They've got superstar talent in Giannis. Don't get me wrong, but that's a bad basketball team. It's like, what the hell happened to the Bucks? It's like half of them, they don't care it, just to watch them. It's, it's not good. 10 and 11 since December 11th. Now, some say they're going to flip the switch come the postseason. That may be 100% true. Who knows? I know they've had some injuries. I know Chris Middleton hasn't been able to play. Uh, I understand all of that. But to to have numerous 25-plus point leads just frittered away, and some of those games in which they've lost, it's like they just don't even care to play defense anymore. Not that they ever really did, but at least they were a good defensive team at one point. And they looked to play really good defense earlier this year. And it's like, man, ooh, holy mackerel. So we'll talk a little Bucks basketball. And I can't ignore it. The text came out or the tweet came out earlier today. Rob Domofsky. Yeah. Yeah. Another year. Another year. Coming up on Wednesday night, the Bill Michaels Huddle brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. We're going to be uh, at the new Berlin Ale House. Wednesday night, come on out and say hi, 6 to 8, again on Wednesday night. Don't forget on Friday, special broadcast, daytime broadcast, live broadcast. We're going to be at Distillery in Grafton. We have a special guest joining us on site. I'll let you know who the guest is coming up maybe later in the week. But it's booked. It's done. He's going to be live and in person with us. Looking forward to it. But the Distillery in Grafton coming up on uh, Friday. Uh, from the doors open up at 11, 11 to 2, and we're giving away a 55-inch big screen TV right there on site. Yeah, baby. Come on out and have some lunch with us. Get registered for the TV. And it's only for the people that are there that are going to be, that are, you know, no no purchase necessary. Just come on in and get registered. But uh, we're giving away a 55-inch. That way you could be sitting home on Sunday with a 55-inch big screen watching the AFC and the NFC championship games. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Oh, Welcome back. Good to have you. Our friends at Cunis RV, Wisconsin's 
fastest growing RV dealer, your travel and camping experts. And if you're in the market for a motorhome, a fifth wheel, a camper van, travel trailer, Cunis, they got you covered. Go to Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. That is Cunis RV. And we know summer's not far away. I, it may not seem like it right now, but we know. We know. Eventually, you're going to get one of these RVs. You're going to hit the trails. You're going to be out in the woods. You're going to be out in the campgrounds. You're going to travel around the state of Wisconsin and uh, all kinds of places that maybe you want to visit. And you can do it. You put it this way. Whenever you're taking an RV with you, you're always at home. <laughs> you just pull over in a rest stop. It's awesome. Uh, whether it's Jayco, Alliance, Coachman, Forest River, Dutchman, Golf Nexus, which is what we drive around in. I can't wait for the new uh, the new cruiser this year. Stop into any one of many Cunis RV locations right now. Take advantage of the summer deals that are coming up. they got some great uh, finance rates, too. Check out our friends at Cunis, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. That is CunisRV.com. So earlier today, uh, Rob Domofsky, uh, Rob Domofsky tweeted out a little while ago, and said that um, they have now completed completed the meetings. Packers coaches concluded their uh, immediate after-the-season work last week, and they're now off until February 13th, okay? Uh, so the day after Super Bowl, basically. Uh, and the, the latter portion of this tweet says there were no major changes, meaning Joe Barry is back. And first of all, we kind of figured that we didn't think that it would uh, that that he was you know going to be fired anyway. Otherwise, you probably would have done it right after the season. But the the masses. Th- this is what really I, I find it difficult to wrap my brain around with some people that think this way. You want Joe Barry out so bad, so bad. I mean, like just desperately bad. Now people are mad at Mark Murphy for not stepping in. For not stepping in. So people are, you know, criticizing Mark Murphy because he's not stepping in to fire Joe Barry. And, you know, again, I go back to take Murphy out of the equation. Yes, everybody reports to him, but take him out of the equation. I mean, this is football. The football decisions. He's either in the football decisions or he's out of the football decisions. You know, you can't, because there are people saying, oh, God, I don't want him in on draft day. Oh, he's making too many decisions. He's too many. Now all of a sudden it's like, well, I hate him because he's not firing Joe Barry. It's like, wait, wait a minute. You, you, he's either in or he's out. You can't, you can't do that. You can't pick and choose just to be a hater to hate. You know, otherwise you're just stupid. Otherwise, your biases become obvious. And you always want to think, you know, logically. So I always think to myself, Mark Murphy is the businessman. Mark Murphy is the guy that's entrusted with the overall capital expenses of the Green Bay Packers and to make sure that communication between the general manager, because the product ultimately is the team, between the general manager, the head coach, and everybody in between, that all is going and, and flowing freely and smoothly. Now, granted, he always has everything come to his desk because you got to sign off on it, but ultimately he is the business of football. Then there's the operation of football, and that is Brian Gutekunst and Matt LaFleur on down. And Gutekunst has stated and somewhat distanced himself from the the argument to keep Joe Barry. 
And Matt LaFleur wants to keep Joe Barry. So Brian Gutekinds has said, look, that's Matt's decision. We'll back Matt. So we're, we're going to show our support to Matt. Plus, too, if you ever do fire Matt LaFleur, any incoming coach that you may want, you want to project to say, hey, look, we're not going to meddle in what it is you do. We'll, we'll sign off on it, and we'll okay things. But we're going to entrust you to run the football team the way you see fit because you're down there in the offices, in the trenches every day. We're up here in this office, and we're overseeing the overall operation of football while Mark Murphy is seeing the overall operation of the entire franchise, business-wise and more so included. So that's kind of the way it goes. So what they're saying is, is basically, this is Matt's team, and this is what he wants. So we're going we're gonna to support him, but you could clearly tell in Brian Gutekind's um, kind of exit presser that, yeah, Matt's on an island here. This defense, and he said it. He said, look, you know, we didn't play complimentary football. We didn't do our part on both sides. When the offense was clicking, the defense wasn't. When the defense finally got it going, the offense didn't play complimentary football. I mean, again, I basically took that as, Matt, you have had three really successful seasons of 13 wins. You turned around a team that was 6-9, six, six and 9, or 6-9-1, six, 6-9-1. Nine, and one, six, nine, and one. You took it the very next year to 13 wins. It was a remarkable turnaround, right? It was a remarkable come to Jesus with the quarterback and and putting everybody back on track. You did a tremendous job. You brought an energy and enthusiasm. Okay, but your get-out-of-jail-free card was this year because things never got right. The offense never had an identity. The defense didn't get going until the latter portion of of the season. Just things were bad. So you finally got them rolling, and you did enough down the stretch to save people's jobs, but the but next year, that's all on you. Now, take the Adam Schefter scenario. And if you didn't hear it over the weekend, if you didn't hear about it, or if you didn't read about it and such, we're going to talk about it when we come back. Because I, I think it's, um, me personally, I think it's off the mark. So when we come back, you'll hear what Adam Schefter had to say. And then we'll discuss. Stay tuned. Stick around. we got a whole lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Quick Trip. Always loving Quick Trip. Don't forget, whenever you go there, whether you're going in for milk or you're going in for eggs or you're going in for bread, they have all kinds of things that are, that are on special. You can use your Quick Rewards card. Always earn yourself some additional cash or ease at the pump or great uh, deals on items, some freebies like the burgers and such. Stop in a Quick Trip, use that Quick Rewards card, and you are good to go. And Quick Trip is a treasure right here in the state of Wisconsin. More of the Bill Michael Show now. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. to have you on board today on this Monday. The final four is set. 
talk a little bit more about the Packers' part in all of this uh, coming up here momentarily and to hear what Adam Schefter had to say about uh, the Packers over the weekend. I want to remind you, our friends at Epoxy Flooring done right, Sean and the gang that provide Wisconsin and uh, home and business owners epoxy flooring and coating services at a terrific price. So if you're a homeowner, you're looking at your garage floor right now going, man, this thing's nasty. Don't worry, he can do it in the cold too. So they can do it all the way, I think, to like uh, zero degrees. So no worries there. You can get that done. And if you're looking at your garage floor going, boy, this is a mess, get them to finish it. Uh, or like I did, the, uh, the I did my gym downstairs. Oh, my God, it's the first thing everybody talks about. My like, God, the floor is awesome. They love the floor. So I completely agree. Check out our friends at Epoxy Flooring Done Right. From uh, Madison to Milwaukee to Green Bay, everywhere in between, call Sean, 262-443-2852. 262-443-2852, or you get that polyurea coating. Oh, that stuff's beautiful. It looks like marble, swirled in marble. He does that, too. It's fantastic. Check it out. Again, 262-443-2852, and they're right here in Wisconsin. They're not an out-of-market company. So if you have a problem with it, not that you will, he'll come and take care of it, and they can do it right here in the state. If you try to find one of those out-of-market companies, it's a lot to get them here. Trust me. I've had bar owners and friends that have not used Sean, and they've called him to fix other people's problems. So get hold of our friends at Epoxy Flooring Done Right. Uh, that's 262-443-2852. There you go. All right, this is what Adam Schefter had to say about Aaron Rodgers over the weekend. This will be the third straight offseason in which Aaron Rodgers' future is the subject of much speculation. But make no mistake, both sides are fully aware that a trade is a very real scenario this offseason for Aaron Rodgers. The Packers are expected to move on from certain players, which Aaron Rodgers probably will not like. The issue here will be the $110 million left on his contract and which team could afford it. But there is a real possibility that at some point this offseason, Aaron Rodgers is going to be traded. Meanwhile. So there you go. He said uh, the very real scenario that he could be traded. By the way, I got to say hi to Thomas. Uh, listening to us uh, at Zitwejo Zit, condo in a pool. Listening to us right now in a pool. Okay, well, there you go. That's uh, I'm, I, Honestly, I'm kind of jealous. So there you go. Um, over the weekend, Adam Schefter said it's a very real scenario that the Packers trade away Aaron Rodgers. The, the news comes after continued rumors um, of unhappiness between Rodgers and the organization. Um, so... <sighs> And I know Brian Gutekinds was very explicit when he did the end-of-season press conference when Rodgers had kept alluding to the fact of, well, it's got to be mutual, it's got to be mutual, it's got to be mutual. And, and finally, Gutekinds said, what, what, what are you talking about? You have to ask Aaron that. We've never said we don't want him back. We paid the man. We did everything we could to give him what he wanted. Everybody's kind of kissed his ass. I mean, he didn't say that, but it, that's that's in reality what it is. And Rodgers underperformed. And he also said, this is what we want for our money. This is what we expect for our investment. He called it his investment. But they committed everything to this guy. It wasn't for a one-year deal. This was for a multi-year deal. And it wasn't for a, a one season only. Nobody would do that to, to, to lock up your franchise that way. 
So this whole thing about contentiousness, I think it might be overanalyzed a little bit. I think we have there's been nothing said since he was on McAfee and now it's just all these innuendos and rumors and and you know these little you know quips that get out and you know oh my god there's there's these bad feelings. I don't think so. I not the way it's being portrayed. And I, you know me. I mean, look, if I hear something specific, I'll, I'll bring it to you. But I, I think it's a little – It's <laughs> for everything about Aaron Rodgers, I think this is being a little bit overblown. Um, and remember, Schefter was the guy that said he guaranteed he was gone back, you know, back in the day. So I don't think I'm, I'm looking at it that way. It's it just there's not a lot of incentive there to trade him. You know, the only thing you can say is Brock Purdy's getting it done in the system that he's played, you know, playing in. So that's the reason people are looking to Jordan Love going, well, Jordan Love's going to do that. I, mean, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know if he will or he won't. Brock Purdy did it in year one. I mean, he was Mr. Irrelevant this past draft. You know, Jordan Love didn't look good against Kansas City last year, didn't look good against Detroit last year, and then this past season gets a couple of series against Philadelphia, and all of a sudden everybody's all over the Jordan Love bandwagon, and I think you're buying into fool's gold there too because you don't really know. Nobody knows. I said all along I didn't think he would be – he's not going to be a Hall of Famer. Whether or not he's a winner, we'll have to wait and see, but I just never thought he was going to be that good. Will he run the system? Of course he will. Of course he will. But I'm not quick to trade away Aaron Rodgers, and I'm not quick to jump on the Jordan Love bandwagon. And quite frankly, much like Shep just said, here we go again, another season of the will he or will he not, and it weighs on you. I understand that. But I'm, I'm not jumping into the, oh, my God, he's being traded. And let me say this for people that think that they're, if he does get traded, he's being traded to somebody in the NFC, you're out of your damn mind. There's no way. There's four teams he would go to. The Colts, um, maybe Carolina. Jets. The Jets. Jets for sure. Raiders. And the, and the Raiders. Those are the four teams. I, or not Carolina. What's, what's uh, I'm thinking, uh, oh, God. I had all four of them sitting here in my head. Now I got to look. Uh, the Jets. The um, no, I don't think he's going to go to the Steelers, the Jets, the Raiders, oh Tennessee, and the Colts. Tennessee, Tennessee would be willing to take him. The oh, Titans. you remember that guy that that went on radio two off seasons ago and said, now, "Sources tell me that Rogers yeah. has built a house." Yeah, in that'd, Tennessee, that would yeah. be a big remember moment that? for that guy. Yeah, that would be huge because then he could say I was right. Yeah, Rogers even laughed about that. Said, "Yeah, I, somebody tell me what the address is." But, I, you know, he's not going to the NFC. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, 877-867-1670. Our guy, Matt Mitchell, is going to do a little betting. we got some previews of what's to come in the AFC and the NFC Championship game. So stay tuned. And he's probably not going to be too happy because his Buffalo Bills out, out of the postseason. And, uh, I look, I, hey, I picked him. I thought Buffalo was going to be the uh, uh, team representing in the Super Bowl. But it just it never never materialized that way. So it is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at the Four Seasons Island Resort. Beautiful. Right there in the middle of the Moscano River on the island. 
And they've got a 10,000-square-foot banquet space. If you're looking for catering, uh, if you're looking for – got catering, they've got lodging. Uh, You can go up there for the the, uh, Valentine's weekend. They have that coming up. They have the Chocolate Fest coming up at the end of this month. You can stop in for that. They've got chocolate diamonds that they're going to be giving away. But anything and everything chocolate. Head to the Four Seasons Island Resort. uh, And every – and by the way, no admission for that. Just show up, and that's part of the weekend. It's a good time. Call our friend Barb, B-A-R-B, 715-938-5110, 715-938-5110. Don't forget, though, at Pine Mountain Resort, which is also attached. They are are owned by the same company. And if you're looking for some lodging there and you want to do a little skiing, oh, boy, they got a lot of snow up there. Check out the ski and and stay packages available right now at Pine Mountain Resort. Barb handles both properties, 715-938-5110. The best part about it is, don't forget to tell her. Say, Barb, heard it on the Bill Michael Show. You get 15% off. B-A-R-B. Call Barb, 715-938-5110, 715-938-5110, or just go straight to the Four Seasons on the Resort, thefourseasonswisconsin.com. That's thefourseasonswisconsin.com, and put in the promo code BillMichaels15. Give it a shout. Got more of the Bill Michael Show. Matt Mitchell joining us next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, here's Mike Clemens. The NFL is now down to the final four. The Bengals beat the Bills in Buffalo 27-10, despite being six-point underdogs heading into the game. The Bills have one of the league's best records in winning games at home in the postseason. Bengals head coach Zach Taylor says his players thrive on being underestimated. You know, we talked about last night, they were 13-1 at home in the playoffs. The best home winning percentage in NFL history. I wanted to show that to the team because I knew what that would do to them. I wouldn't put fear in them that, oh, my God, we're walking into an environment that people don't win in. It was going to be the opposite for our guys, and, and it was. Bill's quarterback, Josh Allen, on the many challenges his team faced this year in Buffalo. I'm proud of our guys, how we handled um, situations throughout the year. Um, you know, we could have made a lot of excuses throughout, throughout the year of what was going on. You know, we wanted to win this one. We want to win them all. Um, those guys played better today. The Bengals will face the Chiefs in Kansas City at Arrowhead Stadium on Sunday. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes suffered a high ankle sprain in a 27-20 win over the Jaguars on Saturday. In the NFC, the Cowboys fell to the 49ers 19-12. The game was tied at 9-9 at the start of the fourth quarter. In the second half, 49ers rookie quarterback Brock Purdy hit tight end George Kittle on a 30-yard play that proved to be the turning point of the game. You know, we needed something. We needed a spark, get the ball rolling, and for Kittle to make a play like that, you just feel it in the whole stadium. Like, man, that felt good, you know, to get a big gain like that and get us going. The 49ers finished the drive with a two-yard touchdown run by Christian McCaffrey. Up next, they'll face the Eagles in Philly, who clobbered the Giants 38-7. The Cowboys are now 0-7 in the divisional playoffs, dating back 26 years when Troy Aikman was still the quarterback. Head coach Mike McCarthy on the loss. Obviously just extremely disappointed. Um, you know, this, is, this has been um, an incredible journey you know, with this football team. That's Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy. I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michael Show. Welcome back to the program. Good to have you. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends over there at Pottawatomie Hotel Casino. Pottawatomie, always great. And now they're expanding. They're putting in a uh, sports book. That announcement came out 
a little bit earlier today. We'll talk more about that later on down the road. But uh, Potawatomi's got everything going on. Go to PaysBig.com. That's PaysBig.com. I'm sure he's feeling it right now, not in the best of moods after his Buffalo Bills went down. But we've got our buddy uh, Matt Mitchell of the Action Network uh, joining us on the hotline. You doing okay, Matt? <laughs> Bill, it felt like my soul left my body late <laughs> yesterday afternoon, but it has since returned, and I'm feeling a lot better. So let's start with the winners and losers over the weekend. For those that thought that Jacksonville had this 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 chance, boy, I tell you what, Patrick Mahomes going down, don't get me wrong, that kind of evened the playing field a little bit. But Jacksonville, I give him credit, putting 10 points up in the fourth quarter, making it a game, bringing it to within seven, had a few betters nervous there towards the end. Coach Peterson, I texted at halftime with our, a lot of our, my colleagues at the Action Network, said this guy, Doug Peterson, is – hell-bent on covering this this nine-point spread. And sure enough, at the end of the game, just maniacally going down the field to make sure they kick that field goal. He is he really is every gambler's dream. And I'm, I was very impressed by the, the Jaguars hanging tough and covering in that game. The other one, though, the Eagles, uh, the Giants, boy, they went gently into that good night. That was, that was an embarrassing game for the Giants. Bill, I took the Giants plus. 27 and a half for the in the uh, at halftime and all they needed to do was get one more tackle at the end of the game because eagles were like hey listen we're at the 35 we're not trying to score if we get a first down then the game's over if we don't we'll kick a field goal you guys will cover and they it was like he was a greased hog running into that end well uh, end zone with uh, Kenneth Gainwell, it was uh, it was brutal, a brutal sh- state of affairs in, in New York. But future's bright there, uh, certainly a surprising season. Punched above their weight. They should be proud of their season. I know uh, Ben included uh, thought that Dallas was going to roll, that they were just going to come in and it was going to be Dak against Purdy, and Purdy wasn't going to live up to the expectation. And I kept saying that defense, Dak is one of the worst quarterbacks under pressure. He's in the negatives in almost every category. And this is a defense that pressures you. And they beat him up. They got him into the pocket. They made they put him under pressure. They made him make bad throws. And then sure enough, the Cowboys fall by the wayside, which is what some people felt was going to happen. Yeah, I, I gotta say, I thought that I thought Dallas had it in them, and the interceptions were crushing, crushing interceptions in a game where points were going to be at such a premium. Uh, Mike McCarthy definitely don't buy any green bananas there in Dallas because I don't know if he's if he's long for that world down there, uh, especially the way Jerry Jones runs that operation. Purdy was fine, he's, you know, he, he did all he needed to do. He's got plenty of poise. But right now, we're seeing an incredible amount of parity for the last four teams. I've never seen anything like this. we got the NFL's Final Four. The Chiefs are plus 250. The Bengals and Eagles are plus 260. The 49ers are just over 3-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. So all four teams between, you know, 2.5 and, and 3.1 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. That is remarkable. There's no clear favorite, though, to me, I don't know if you could put your money on Brock Purdy, regardless of how incredible the 49ers have looked, because he's going to have to go to the Philadelphia Eagles. He's going to have to beat Philly in Philly as a short dog. And then he's going to have to wait two weeks on the shelf and then come out for a Super Bowl. As much of a genius as Kyle Shanahan is, that's a tall task for Kyle, for, mm-hmm. uh, for Brock Purdy. 
Yeah, the uh, Cincinnati, I, that was about as dominating. Prov- I was completely surprised. I, I was blown away that their offensive line kept uh, Joe Burrow upright. Uh, he didn't get touched a whole lot. Uh, and I was just amazed that Josh Allen just seemingly didn't have it. Uh, it just uh, There was times that he just looked dysfunctional. He looked like he was off his mark. And it seemed like Cincinnati even handled, handled the weather better than what Buffalo did, right? It's, it's wild that all in 2023 at in Buffalo until an hour before kick, and then it just became a winter wonderland, and it seemed like only one team was impacted by that weather, and it wasn't Cincinnati. They absolutely drilled Buffalo, and all I ever ask with the Bills is just, I say, just lose regular. Don't rip my heart out. And that's, that's what they did. They just lost regular. They, they didn't mm-hmm. make it uh, dramatic at all. I, I will not have to be haunted by this near loss because their offensive line dominated, their defensive line dominated. Joe Burrow, as usual, Joe Cool, was basically flawless the entire game. I don't believe they committed any in-game penalties for the entire game. It was it was a couple of false starts, and that's it. They were you know about as dominant as it gets, and the defensive coordinator Lou and Arumo, uh, you know, he should be looking at head coaching jobs mm-hmm. pretty soon as well. He, he schemed it so beautifully, and yet the, the Bills just didn't come to play. We are going to talk a lot of betting on Friday as we get into a lot of this stuff, but I got about 10 seconds. How much of a move does it make if uh, Patrick Mahomes is indeed going to be able to play in this one and play well? There are rumors we hear that if he was 100%, that line would be closer to... Uh, over three and a half, but right now it's, it's Chiefs minus one and a half, but it doesn't sound like he's going to be doing a lot better, so I think one and a half is going to be where it stays. Matt, great stuff as always. Bubble talk to you on Friday. Got another three hours yet to go. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.